development doesn't just not cost anything. It actually contributes to your deliverables and the outcomes that you're responsible for as a manager. But that takes managers taking a little bit of time to think creatively as well. You know, it's so interesting. I'll go into an organization to do some consulting work and I'll frequently start by doing a a quick audit of their individual development plans. And so frequently those read like course catalogs, you know, send this person to that workshop, this seminar, that e-learning, this conference. And those are all great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I make my living doing training. So it's, uh, it's good stuff, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. And it's that informal, on the job, in the workflow um, sort of learning activity where leaders really have tons of latitude and where they can make a huge difference in terms of the employee experience and growth. Imagine what it would feel like to work with a team of people who communicate and collaborate in a way that achieves winning results. Your team shows up to work excited and motivated to help you grow and succeed in business. And not just when you are there. When you take a vacation or need to step away for an emergency, you know your team has got your back. You have great trust in their ability to move forward without you needing to provide direction. Welcome to the Leadership Culture Club podcast, where we dive deep into leadership, business culture, and creating high-performing teams. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur trying to hire your first virtual assistant, a first-time manager, or a seasoned executive, this show is tailored to help you build a thriving leadership culture that drives success. I am Nancy Michelli, a seasoned engineering leader with over 25 years of experience, and I am excited to share my passion for transforming organizations into high-performing teams. So I invite you to join me for valuable insights and inspiring conversations. Hit the subscribe button now to get notified as the Leadership Culture Club podcast drops each week and embarks on a journey of transformation towards becoming an exceptional leader. Together, we'll redefine success and create a culture that fosters growth, engagement, and achievement in your organization. Welcome back, and I am so excited to have Julie Winkle Giulioni as my guest here on the Leadership Culture Club podcast. She is one of Inc. Magazine's top 100 speakers and an author of Promotions Are So Yesterday, Redefining Career Development. She helps employees thrive, and as the co-author of an international bestseller, help them grow and watch them go Career conversations organizations need and employees want is also translated into seven languages. So wherever you are in the world, you can grab a copy of it. Julie is also a regular columnist in Training Industry Magazine and Smart Brief and contributes articles on leadership, career development, and workplace trends on numerous publications, including The Economist. Welcome, Julie. I am so excited for this conversation because I've been watching um, some of your videos and some of the ideas I really like. And one um, concept that resonates strongly with me is that help them grow and watch them go. And I have several times 
said to employees who were like, encourage them at times, you know what, maybe switching to a different company at times will help you become a more successful person in your career and your development. So I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about what inspired you to get into this line of work and led you in this career path. Yeah, well, and first, thank you for including me, Um, Nancy. I've been looking forward to this conversation, and this topic is just so vitally important right now. You know, I've been in leadership development and learning for my whole career, and increasingly, you know, over the last, I don't know, 10 or 12 years, have really become increasingly aware of just how pivotal career development is. You know, as you know, it's one of the primary reasons people come to a job, stay with a job, leave a job. Um, It is increasingly important, vitally important to the employee value proposition for many organizations in today's marketplace. And I've come to kind of think about career development almost as a Swiss army knife for leaders, the one tool that they can use to accomplish so many different outcomes. Um, And in today's world where managers and leaders are so overburdened, if there's one tool that can do multiple jobs for them, it's a, a pretty powerful and efficient way to go. And so a lot of the work that I've been doing over the last decade or so has really been to help leaders um, and employees alike redefine career development in a way that works in today's environment and that delivers the individual and the business outcomes we're all looking for. Mm -hmm. And so you have this philosophy that promotions are so yesterday, right? And that this rung up the ladder is um, not always the right solution. So I was wondering if you can first define for us, what do you define career development as? That's a great question. And how much time do you have? We could probably talk about that, (laughs) you know, either in a a high level or we could go down and talk about it for a week. But, you know, at the end of the day, for me, career development is really nothing more than the meaningful growth that we enjoy over the long haul that is our our working lives. Um, It's the formal, the informal stuff, the experiences, the courses, the relationships, the assignments, the, the roles, all of that, that helps us to express and to optimize our gifts and our talents in the workplace. And what's happened over the years is we've tended to overcomplicate what career development is, all, you know, well-intentioned, but, you know, the series of forms and processes and systems and whatnot um, sort of cloud the fact that at its core, career development is a a relationship um, and a way to personalize the, uh, the experience of an employee within the workplace. Yeah. So what are some of the myths? Like I know the rung um, in the ladder is one of them. What is uh, some of the myths that you see in relation to growth? Well, let's see. For managers, first of all, um, when it comes to them engaging in career development, one of the major myths is the time myth. 
you know, we don't have time for development. And that plays mm-hmm. out both, you know, busy managers and busy employees. Um, and, and yet when we see the kinds of outcomes that career development will activate, things like engagement and discretionary effort, business outcomes, greater satisfaction, productivity, retention, we we have to find the time and there are ways to find the time it doesn't have to be the big heavy time consuming uh, engagement that so many of us think about um so that's the primary myth and then the other myth that you uh, alluded to is that everybody is looking for that next rung on the ladder and so for a lot of leaders it's sort of scary to even think about engaging in career conversations because promotions are not something that are plentiful. And so managers actually tell me, you know, I just avoid those conversations altogether because I don't want to, you know, enhance, exacerbate the the dissatisfaction that folks are going to feel when I have to say, oh, sorry, no, I don't have that uh, role available to you. Yeah. And I come from the engineering world. And so one of the things that some of the companies that I've worked with, and even when I was in um, engineering leadership, I tried to instill is that sometimes there's a technical ladder, right? Not necessarily a managerial ladder that allows people to grow technically mm-hmm. in their skill set and in their area so that they can try different things, they can expand. And so one of the things that I know you talk about is this multidimensional career development. I was wondering if you'd dive a little bit deeper into what that means and your philosophy around those processes. Yeah, definitely. And just, you know, building on what you're talking about, so many organizations have gotten really creative in terms of their structures. It used to be that you had to move up the managerial ladder. um, And with the advent of technical ladders and frameworks and opportunities, folks who love to do what they're doing don't have to make that switch and and walk away from it. They can continue to evolve and grow in a way that's more meaningful to them. And, you know, see the the recognition that goes along with that um, that's so key. Um, But in addition to moving, you know, up either a technical or a, a managerial ladder, there's also the opportunity to grow right where we are. And that's frequently overlooked. You know, it's interesting over the last 10 years or so of doing field research since my first book, Promotions or or, um, Help Them Grow or Watch Them Go came out, I've interviewed, you know, hundreds, thousands of people about what career means to them, what they really want out of their careers. And the, the result of that field research really sort of settled into eight themes that became the eight dimensions of this multidimensional career framework. And so as I looked at that, and the, the dimensions are things like contribution. People really want to make a difference. They want to use their skills and talents in a way that serves others and live on purpose. One of the dimensions is competence. People want to learn new skills, expand their uh, capacity. Uh, Connection, that building of networks and communities and relationships is so key, and there's fundamental learning to be had there. Confidence, choice, connection, or uh, uh, 
the contentment are uh, alternatives as well as uh, challenge. People want to test their mettle and see what they can do, what the limits of their capacity are. And climb uh, is also one of the eight dimensions. As Although the, the book title is Promotions are so yesterday. Promotions are today. They're going to be tomorrow. They're part of the landscape. And uh, so they're part of that framework. So I knew that I had a really good solid framework that was based upon the research I had done. But what I wasn't sure was if people had to really rank those things, how would that all play out? And so before writing the book, did a research study with 800 um participants. Since that time, we have about 7,000 additional participants in our research. And what we found was that in aggregate across ages, genders, and levels within an organization, all of those alternatives, contribution, connection, competence, confidence, all of those are actually more interesting to people than the climb up the corporate ladder. Climb is actually dead last in aggregate in terms of how people want to grow. And so from my perspective, this is really helpful, you know, kind of hopeful news for managers who've been afraid to, to have those conversations. Because the thing about these other dimensions is that they are well within a manager and an employee's control. You know, unlike promotions, they're limitless. They're almost infinite. And they really um, create a more empowering opportunity for people to develop in the here and now without having to make a move or go anywhere or get that promotion. That's great, right? Because as managers, when we can stop fearing how to reward people, how to create opportunities. And one mm. of the things I hear a lot right at the moment from organizations is that the younger generation just isn't as invested. But I believe, and you can tell me if your data says this or not, it's because we're, we spend too much time focusing on the latter and not as much time focusing on things like connection, opportunity to um, align with challenges that inspire them to show up every day. What's your thoughts on that? You know, I am so tired of people dissing on those poor younger entrants to the workforce. Um, mm -hmm. They are bringing such richness and skills and perspective, and frankly, a sense of balance that the rest, you know, many of us who are older have been around are, are able to learn from. Um, and here's what my research found for uh, the way we um, hand, handled age was 20-somethings, 30-somethings, and so on. The 20-somethings who are, you know, the newer entrants to the workforce, their number one greatest interest of those dimensions was competence. Mm. They are so craving the desire to build new skills, to have the experiences that you know add to that bag of tricks, to build their capacity and their, their credibility. Um, and the second most interesting of the dimensions for them is contribution. And so they realize that the the currency, you know, uh, within an organization is one's ability to, to contribute. Uh, 
Um, they're also bringing a whole lot of other things in terms of wanting to live on purpose and make sure they're working with organizations where there's alignment with their mission. And in some cases, you know, strike a, a better balance between work and life that we all would benefit from learning from. Yeah. And I'm so with you. I think the younger generation has some really great insights into the way their careers should roll, should happen. And as leaders, especially um, my generation, right, is is of the, no, you just show up and you do the work and you put in the overtime and you do these things. And and as I sit back and reflect, I'm like, you know, I probably would have been a happier, happier employee. I probably would have produced more in the hours that I was there if I could connect to something, if I was challenged to do something and build those um, ideas, those opportunities. And as you said, right, this gives managers a lot of flexibility that doesn't necessarily cost companies money to do. And so I think about things where people are like, oh, I don't want to invest in development. But giving people opportunities to challenge themselves in new ways gives people ideas to develop. Do you mind diving a little deeper into that? Yes, you can see me taking all sorts of notes here. Yeah. here. <laughs> about that. yeah. So going back to our younger entrance to the workforce, you know, their uh, life experience is so different than many of ours, you know, who've been in the workforce for a while. And so the perspectives that they're bringing are actually, I think they're giving us permission to rethink our relationships with work. And I completely agree with you. You know, I think had I um, had a more balanced relationship with my work at certain points in my career, I would have been way more effective. And I sure would have been more pleasant in the process. Um, so, so, um, so learning from some of that, um, that perspective, I think is really a, a gift that uh, we can all take advantage of. But you're right. Um, in terms of thinking more creatively, more expansively about what career development is and how it operates, um, it not only doesn't cost anything, but for a really savvy manager, it can actually produce business outcomes. So here's mm -hmm. what I mean, is a really sophisticated developer of others is going to look for you know, what Nancy wants to learn what you've got energy around, the skills, the abilities, the connections maybe that you want to make that are going to help you achieve your goals. And they're going to be able to figure out how to match that with some real work, a project, an initiative, a void, a customer problem that becomes the, the Petri dish, you know, for the growth, the experimentation, the development that you might be most interested in. So in that way, it, it's development doesn't just not cost anything. It actually contributes to your deliverables and the outcomes that you're responsible for as a manager. But that takes managers taking a little bit of time to think creatively as well. You know, it's so interesting. I'll go into an organization to do some consulting work and I'll frequently start by doing a, a quick audit of their individual development plans. 
And so frequently those read like course catalogs, you know, send this person to that workshop, this seminar, that e-learning, this conference. And those are all great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I make my living doing training. So it's, uh, it's good stuff, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. And it's that informal on the job, in the workflow um, sort of learning activity where leaders really have tons of latitude and where they can make a huge difference in terms of the employee experience and growth. Yeah. And so for me, one of the things when I think of training, right, and I think of personal development plans, um, I see a couple of things. One is we create the personal development plan at the start of the year. And then when we don't pull it out to the end of the year and go, oh gosh, we didn't actually do anything on this list. Or the other is we pick courses for people to do. But for me, it's really important to take that course and be like, how can I integrate it into the work, right? So if you want more confidence or competence, let's talk about what is a course that you can actually implement in the in your work and, and how you transition that. What are your thoughts around that? Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, an annual anything in today's business landscape is laughable. You know, strategic plan. I mean, it, things are changing so darn fast. To think that we can set a, a, a series of development goals in January and that they're going to be relevant even in July, probably not. So those ongoing conversations, one of the things that I um, frequently encourage managers and leaders to do is keep a thread of conversation going around development all year long. You know, mm -hmm. every one-on-one, -on -one, spend a couple of minutes talking about development. How are we doing? Do the goals still make sense? How are you tracking against us? How do we adjust them? So this is relevant and, and inspiring um, for you. So that thread of development conversation is essential because development just doesn't happen in a one and done sort of, of way. Um, and then the other thing is, I love what you're saying, is even the best course really doesn't do much if we don't figure out how to do something with it. And so that application becomes key, helping people think through right before they even go to the course how does this connect to your goals what do you want to learn during this how are you going to measure your success with that and then after the course as a manager you've got a responsibility to help people figure out how to put that into practice so those conversations about well, what did you learn how are you going to apply it building those sorts of commitments into development and even performance goals helps to make sure that the investment that you know, the organization and the individual are making in development pays off in terms of, of real tangible outcomes for both. Yeah, because it's I see a lot of companies waste money on training because they don't make the connections. And then they look at their books and they look at the the accountants will look at the accountings and be like, OK, these line items, what benefit did we get out of people spending this amount of money in training? But both of us in the training world, in the personal development world, right? It is really about how do you take that and engage so that you can hit those different 
career opportunities, giving people those abilities to become competent, to be able to be challenged, to be able to connect better to their work, um, because it really does show growth. Do you have any um, examples of where companies have implemented some of the strategies that you use and had great success that you'd love to share? Oh, yeah, I've got lots of examples. Um, Gratefully, working with clients over the last uh, decade or so um, around the world, seen incredible growth um, in terms of of the cultures of organizations and the, the individuals within them. There's a one particular multinational where I literally traveled uh, around the world, um, working with their executive teams first. And it was a conscious decision that if they were going to, you know, shift the direction of this big ship, that it had to come from the start. And I had the great pleasure of working with the senior executives in each of the countries that um, where this uh, organization operated to really roll up our sleeves and and explore, you know, the, the mental models they had and the biases and the beliefs they had around career development, breaking some of those down and replacing them with frameworks that are more contemporary and more supportive of what they wanted to do. And then these um, senior executives were well poised to start to shift the culture through their behavior, through their model, through their conversations and rolled it out um, in a really kind of a classic top-down sort of way that was really exciting. Um, But then there are other organizations where I've gone in and just worked with one team. um, And it's amazing the difference that can be made, you know, a manager or a leader is the the um, is the leader of the culture of their group and what they choose to do even in that small nook of the organization can have a, pro- a profound effect on you know the business as well as the individuals and so it's been fun to go in and work on that micro level as well um, eyeball to eyeball with the employees and the managers figuring out how they can operate you know, best and grow best, both from an organizational and an individual level, given, you know, the chaos that is the workplace today. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is wonderful. So leading from that, if people wanted to work with you, how do they go about connecting with you, reaching out um, to work with you? Yeah. um, And I would love that. You know, I do a lot of consulting. I do training and team building with organizations around this career development topic, as well as leadership development. And uh, the best way to reach me is generally through my website at juliewinklejulioni.com. I have a lot of good resources there. And, um, and then LinkedIn is a great place as well. I publish quite a bit of content there as well. That is, that is so wonderful. You know, everybody should reach out to these speakers when you hear tidbits of great things. And what I love about what Julie shares is, and I highly recommend, go grab her books, because I want you to think differently about how you can engage your team. Because when you have a team that is successful, your company according to research, becomes more successful, becomes more 
profitable. And it happens because you invest time into your employees to help them grow in their career, to help them look differently. And as managers who are like, I have a really tight budget, there's some really great nuggets in what Julie is sharing. So I encourage you to reach out, to connect to Julie and the work that she's doing and um, and bring her into your organization, even if it's just you as a manager and your small team, right? It doesn't always have to be the big, the big organization. So Julie, is there one last thing or tip that you would like to leave with leaders on how to step forward to become more empowered and engage their teams to success? Yes. Again, career development fundamentally is a relationship and it's a relationship that plays out through conversation. So as a leader, the the most significant thing you can do to start helping people grow is to make sure you're in conversation, that you've got dialogue going. A regular thread of dialogue lays the foundation for trust and psychological safety and the growth that people are looking for. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Julie, for being with us today, for sharing your insights and encouraging leaders to to think differently about not just the latter, but career development and different ways that we can engage. 